Amen. So it's time to hear from God's word. I'm going to encourage you, give you a word of encouragement and some teaching on how to pray effectively. Amen. So welcome to church once again. I'm glad you've chosen to be here this morning. I'm going to share something that God has uh, had laid in my heart a couple of weeks ago, and I believe this will be beneficial to you. Uh, you know, whenever I start the sermon, I say a couple of statements, and if you've been around for a long time, you know it's coming. <laughs> like I always say, you know, it's going to be beneficial, it's going to be beneficial. And the reason I say that is, uh, whenever, whenever I share from God's word, I believe this is something that God has given specifically for our church, and as you've come here, it's going to benefit you in a great way. Amen. So, you know, to receive these words of teaching and instruction into your heart, the main requirement for that is to keep an open heart and an open mind. And just, you know, wait expectantly. Just what is God going to speak to me today? And as you wait expectantly, God is going to pour out His word into your hearts. Amen? Amen. So if you have your Bibles open, turn with me to Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. We're going to read that verse and meditate on that this morning. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. Let me read it for you. It says like this, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Amen. So Paul writes to the church at Colossae and he reminds them this one simple truth. That's part of our Christian life. That's very fundamental to our Christian life. That is be devoted in prayer. Now as Christians, we all know what it means to pray. And so we pray when we wake up in the morning, before a meal, we pray. Before any major task that we do, we pray. And before sleeping, we pray. And so we've learned to pray at every time and every step of the way. But sometimes, you know, we may fail to understand the importance of prayer. Though prayer is part of a regular routine, you know, a regular life, but sometimes we may have forgotten the importance of prayer. It's, you know, sometimes we may think to ourselves, oh, I missed this prayer. It's okay, God understands. Sometimes we go to sleep instead of praying and we think to ourselves, okay, God understands how tired I am today. And, and so if we understand why it is so important to pray, we will do everything possible to be on our knees to pray at all times. Now think of this. Paul is an apostle. He's been in ministry for a long time. And he writes like this saying, pray, be devoted in prayer. And he goes on to also say that, pray for me as well. Now, a man who was quite, quite established in ministry uh, could have said, you know, I'm already there. Maybe I don't need all your prayers. I can just do it by myself because I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm supposed to teach. I know my theology well. He could have said things like that. But he insists on prayer. He encourages people to pray often because he understood the importance of prayer. He knew this, that no matter how much I can serve in ministry, if I don't pray, I cannot go on any further. He knew that if prayer is not part of my life, then I cannot survive. You see, if you, if you study the life of Paul and if you understand his life, you will see that prayer was a warfare for him. Prayer was a means of survival for him. Prayer was the means in which his ministry would grow. Prayer was the means in which the gospel would be spread to new believers. So prayer was not something that he would do merely, you know, before he ate something or before he started his day. 
prayer was his means of survival. Amen. How many of you are with me? How many of you are with me this morning? Yes. I don't know how many of you see prayer as a means of survival. But to Paul, you know, it is very clear he always saw prayer as a way of survival. He understood the more I stand in prayer, the more I will be able to preach the gospel. He understood the more I am devoted to prayer, the more effective I will be. I can tell you this out of experience. If I don't pray, it's very hard to stand on stage. No prayer, no church. No prayer, no ministry. No prayer, no family. I know the days when I skip, there will be problems in the house. There will be problems in the church. Something or the other will go wrong. So prayer is a means of our survival. If we don't pray, then we are missing out on God's protection. You see, if you and I were to understand how important, how significant prayer is, then we would be on our knees more than anything. You know, I believe that in this season that God is leading us through, prayer is such an important tool. In fact, we've been meditating on prayer for the last two weeks. And I don't know why, because you know, sometimes it seems like a coincidence to me. But I look back and I know that God is doing something. He is encouraging us to pray more and more and more. And, you know, I've, I've read this book, Colossians, so many times. I've studied this book. It's been part of my syllabus in college. But, you know, I've never paid attention to this verse. And one day when I was reading, I read this verse and it stuck in my mind. I began to think to myself, why is Paul saying, devote yourselves to prayer? Why didn't he say, just pray? Now, he could have said simply pray. But he's saying here, devote yourselves to prayer. Because there is something important about prayer that we might be missing in our daily life. So as we pay attention to this verse, we're going to see what Paul is trying to teach the church at Colossae. Now notice carefully, he says, be devoted to prayer. You see, there is a difference in simply praying and being devoted to prayer. There's a big difference. I'm going to explain that to you. Now, if you look at Jesus and his disciples, turn with me to Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. Matthew 26, verse 41. Let me read that verse for you. It is on the, on the screen as well. You can follow along. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now we know this is a famous line that Jesus tells his disciples. Jesus goes into the garden of Gethsemane to pray and he prays for some time, comes back, he sees his disciples sleeping, he tells them, listen, watch and pray so that you may not fall into temptation. He goes, he comes back again, he finds them sleeping. The disciples were snoring away to glory. Now we may wonder why is it that Jesus was able to pray but the disciples are not able to pray. Have you ever thought of that? Now, Jesus is obviously God. He's 100% divine, 100% human being. But when he was in the flesh, he had the same tiredness as we have in our body. Yes? So the disciples also walked with Jesus. Jesus also was the disciples. But the disciples were more tired and they were not able to pray. But Jesus, in spite of his tiredness, was able to pray. He was able to pray because he was devoted to prayer but the disciples were not I'm making a point here I want you to follow along yeah. Jesus was devoted to prayer that is why he was able to pray even when he was really tired 
You look at this passage in Mark chapter 1 verse 35. It talks about the life of Jesus. It talks about the prayer life of Jesus. Mark 1:35. It says like this, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Look at the life of Jesus. While it was still dark, it was morning, but what was it? It was still dark. Now when we, when we open our windows early in the morning, if we see it dark outside, we would pull our bed sheets and sleep even more. We wait for the sun to come out fully so that we can wake up in the morning. But you look at the lifestyle of Jesus, the prayer life of Jesus. He woke up very early in the morning while it was still dark. Jesus got up, left the house, went to a solitary place where he prayed. Where he prayed. You see, when you're devoted to doing a task, you will give your best possible to do the task. But if you're doing the task for the sake of completing it, you will find every shortcut possible to complete it as early as possible. Let me put it this way. If you're devoted to prayer, you will do everything possible to wake up in the morning and pray. But if your praying is just a simple thing, just a, a prayer before the meal, prayer before any major thing, then you would pray only when you find time. You will not devote yourself to it. For example, let's say if an athlete who is training for the Olympics, you know, he will have a, a rigorous schedule at which he trains himself. Now imagine the same athlete who is training for the Olympics would wake up any time of the day, sleep any time of the day, eat whatever he wants and train himself whenever he feels like. Now do you think that he can win the race? or win the Olympics. Do you think he can? I don't think so. Because if you want to train yourself for something, you've got to be devoted to it. If you, if you want to win something, you have to be devoted to that task in life. Amen. You look at the life of Jesus, he was devoted to prayer. Even when everybody was still sleeping, even when it was still dark, Jesus gets up and goes to pray. That is why we see in the Garden of Gethsemane. See, the Garden of Gethsemane was not an easy path for Jesus to walk through. Because Jesus, being God, knew what was coming ahead of him. And in his flesh, he is agonizing. And in that, you know, in that stress, his sweat comes out like blood. You know, just imagine when we are stressful, what do we do? We go to sleep. Because that's an escape for us. That's the place of escape for us. But you look at Jesus' life, he's tired, he's stressed out. But even in that moment, he looks at the Father and prays. Why? Because he was devoted to prayer. But the disciples couldn't stay up. Why? Because prayer was not a devotion for them. Prayer was not what they were living for. But rather it was just something that they did like we do. Prayer before the meal. Prayer before starting the day, prayer before any major thing. And if you skip prayer, no problem, God will understand. You see, Paul specifically tells the church, be devoted in prayer. Because when you're devoted in prayer, this is what happens. You will use every resource possible, every strength possible to pray. Every strength possible to pray. I want to distinguish, I want to give you this simple uh, difference between a simple prayer and a devoted prayer. Uh, there's a slide, I don't know if it's on the screen, yes. Uh, most of you, can you see this? I'm sorry, the, the last part of the uh, slide is not clearly uh, visible. 
I'm just, I'm just highlighting a difference between a simple prayer life and a devoted prayer life. You see, when you have a simple prayer life, you will pray at a convenient time. Okay, if you wake up eight, at 8 in the morning, you will pray from 8 to 9. Okay, if you happen to wake up at 10, you'll pray from 10 to 11. Whatever is convenient for you. But if you're devoted to prayer, you will have a set time and you won't miss that time. It is as if you're given an appointment to the Lord saying, God, I'm going to come and meet with you at this time from 5 in the morning or 6 in the morning and I will stay in prayer. Now that is a devoted prayer. Devoted prayer has a set time, a scheduled time. A simple prayer is a prayer that you just pray during tough times of your life. It's like our spirituality grows and matures when we are going through troubles. We seek the Lord more when we are walking through troubled times. That's a simple prayer life. But you know what a devoted prayer life is? Praying at all times, whether storm comes or whether tsunami comes, whether there is this most happiest moment that you're in, whether great things are happening in your life, you will always pray. Simple prayer. Simple prayer doesn't expect an answer. It's like whatever. It's okay, I've prayed and whatever. I don't know if it'll happen. Just let it happen. You know, it's that kind of an attitude. But devoted prayer is the prayer that expects an answer. When you're devoted in prayer, you need that answer. Devoted prayer is a prayer where you are seeking, you're expecting for God to answer what you are asking for. Do you get the difference? Amen. Are you with me? Are you still in church? Or have you gone out to uh, city center? Forum mall? Anywhere? Some of you are already planning for breakfast, Lord. What good, uh, what, what's the thing that I can have today? Just let's, let's keep our mind open to the work of the Holy Spirit because I believe God wants to speak something uh, important to us today. Very fundamental. See, what I'm speaking to you is very simple. It's a very basic truth. It's not something deep that you cannot understand. This is a very foundational truth. Paul, you know, when you look at the life of Paul, he reminds the church of simple truths, of simple things. He tells them, you know, be devoted in prayer. He also tells them about other things, but he often reminds them. Because what happens is, in our Christian journey, we go for the deeper stuff and we miss the simple things. We like to grow and mature and, you know, use all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But one day we'll come and we look back and look back at our life and we'll be thinking to ourselves, when was the last time I prayed? And some, you know, for some of us, if you look back at the best times of our prayer, it was probably a couple of years ago, a couple of months ago. But you know, God wants us to have a good time, a devoted time of prayer every single day of our life. We should not just have this great time of prayer once in a while, but we should have it every single day. That is why the Bible reminds us of these, of these basic truths. Basic truths saying, be devoted in prayer. So the fourth one is this. In a simple prayer, now before I said it doesn't expect an answer, it has this attitude of whatever. But also, another part of simple prayer is that they pray till the work starts. Pray till you get what you want and then stop. Like they'll be praying for something. Lord, I want to get married. I want to get married. I want to get married. I, I need this boy. I need this girl. And, and once they meet that person and the relationship begins, prayer is out of the window. 
Yes? See, once you see the first part of your request answered, they stop praying. That's a simple prayer life. But a devoted prayer is praying always, no matter what they receive from God. No matter what you receive, you know, maybe even, even if your prayer request is granted, you won't stop praying. Even if all the things that you asked for is given to you, you still will not stop praying. That's a devoted prayer. Now, if you look at a devoted prayer, it's scheduled at a scheduled time, at all times, prayer that expects an answer, praying always no matter what they receive from God. Now, that's the kind of prayer life that God wants you and me to live in. He wants us to be grounded in such a prayer life because I tell you, if we are not devoted in prayer, we are missing something significant from the Lord. I hope you're able to distinguish the difference. You can, you can look at these categories and, and place yourself in the category that you think you fit right now. And ask yourself, is my prayer life a simple one or a devoted one? If your prayer life is a devoted one, God bless you. But if your prayer life is a simple one, God wants you to move forward. He wants you to be devoted in prayer. You know, I believe this. God wants you to build a devoted prayer life. You see, when you're, when you're devoted in prayer, you will do everything possible. You will even cancel appointments and meetings to spend time in prayer. But if we have a simple prayer life, we will only pray when we have free time. We will only pray when it's convenient. Paul reminds the church at Colossae saying, listen, be devoted in prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer. Amen. So what does it mean to be devoted? I'm going to speak about what does it mean to be devoted and how we can be devoted in prayer. Devoted means to dedicate yourself, give yourself over and consecrate yourself to prayer. Whenever the Bible talks about devotion or being devoted to, it talks about being devoted to God, devoted to the scriptures, devoted to his word and also devoted to prayer. Whenever the Bible talks about being devoted, it means dedicate, give yourself and consecrate yourself to pray. So when Paul is telling the church, you know, be devoted in prayer, he's not just saying simply pray, but he's saying dedicate yourself, give yourself, consecrate yourselves to prayer. Amen. So the important question is this, how do we stay devoted in prayer? How do we stay devoted in prayer? Now we have seen this instruction, we're going to learn how we can stay devoted in prayer. Now before I go on, I want to say this. Next week also, I'll be continuing to speak on the subject on being devoted in prayer. And I'll be dealing with this subject more and more in the coming weeks because I believe it's very important for us to learn. And there is a lot more to learn than we can cover in one service. So today I'm going to share just one point and then we're going to spend some time in prayer. Amen. So the first way to stay devoted in prayer is persistence. The first way to stay devoted in prayer is persistence. Turn with me to Luke chapter 18 verse 1. Luke 18 verse 1. Here Jesus tells his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. 
Have you ever felt like giving up when praying? But what is Jesus teaching here? Always pray and do not give up. And then Jesus goes on to share a parable, give an illustration of how we should always pray and never give up. Now, if you look at the next part of the verse from uh, verse 2 to verse 8 in the same chapter, Jesus gives a parable. Now, I'm going to read those verses to you. I want you to pay attention. Luke chapter 18, verse 2. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I do not fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Verse 6, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Verse 7, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? So here we see Jesus giving a parable to illustrate a point on persistence in prayer. You know, this judge was a judge who didn't care about God, neither did he care about people. In other words, a judge who is supposed to give justice to the people who come to him, he didn't care about doing the right thing. But there was this one woman who needs justice. She keeps going to him over and over again, over and over again. And this judge who didn't care about anybody finally says, listen, because this woman is coming to me and I don't want her to attack me in any way, I'm just going to give in to it. I'm going to make sure that this woman gets the justice. Now Jesus makes a point here, he says, look at this judge. This judge being a man who doesn't fear God, doesn't care about people, can grant justice to a woman who is persistent, how much more will your heavenly father do? How much more will your heavenly father do? If this unjust judge can answer the petition of this lady, how much more can God answer your prayer? So in, in this parable, you know, what wins is the persistence of this woman. She had a request, she kept going till she could find an answer. You know, many times we pray, we pray for five minutes, 15 minutes, probably for a couple of days, and then forget what we were praying for. But Jesus says like this, pray and do not give up. In other words, if you pray for something, pray until you get the answer for your prayers. You see, persistence is continuing to seek until you find an answer for your prayers. Now listen carefully, this is how we have to be devoted to prayers. Keep at it, keep asking till you find an answer. Now there's an important thing you have to understand here. Persistence will never change the will of God. If God is going to give you an answer that is a no, just because you ask him a hundred times, he's not going to make it into an S. God's no will always be a no. But what persistence will do in your life is that it will reveal what God's will is. What God's will is. No matter how many times we ask God, he will reveal his will to us. Sometimes it may be a no and we have to accept that. Because God knows what is best for us at this age, at this time of our life. Now sometimes we may ask this question, well, why can't God answer our questions in the first time? Why can't God answer our questions within the first five minutes of prayer? I, I, I don't know if you've thought that way, I've thought that way many a times. 
Sometimes, you know, we wish that God would answer immediately. The moment we say, Jesus, everything should be answered. We wish it could be that fast. But see, God has a system of prayer. He set up things in a certain way that we will ask of Him. That is why the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. And Jesus also tells us, pray and do not give up. Because when we pray, it reveals God's will to us. You know, God has such purpose for prayer. In my, you know, in my experience, uh, I can say that there are things uh, that have been, that I've asked the Lord for, for so many times, you know, for so long, and, and the answer to all of that was a big no. Big no. So sometimes I would fast and pray, seek the Lord. Answer will be a no. Now, if you look at all those times and think back, oh, I spent so much time in prayer. Is it a waste of time? Absolutely not. It will never be a waste of time. See, what you may not realize is this. Even though God's answer will be a no, the time that you spent in praying would have actually brought you closer to God. So it's never a waste. Even when God reveals his will as no to you, you have to understand that you've come to a point where you've become more intimate that you can hear from him. The beauty of persistent prayer is that the more you pray, the more you seek God, the intimacy between you and God increases. It increases. Sometimes we find our prayer life to be dull, boring, and not so exciting. We may think, you know, what's happening? What is the point of prayer? Our prayer life seems dull and boring because it's not persistent. We pray for something and then forget about it. Jesus himself said like this, pray and do not give up. If you need something, pray till you get an answer. Pray till you find a solution. Keep knocking, knocking heaven's door till you find an answer. Because at the end of it all, persistent prayer wins. This is the kind of prayer life that God wants us to have. It's not praying a regular, a traditional kind of prayer, but devoting yourself to prayer until you find an answer. I want you to know this. Since we're talking about spiritual warfare, I'll also speak from this angle. The enemy tries to fight your Christian life in two ways. First is that he'll keep you from praying. He'll stop your prayer life. Now, if he's not successful at that, the next thing he will do is that he will change the quality of your prayer. First, he'll try to destroy your prayer life. If he's not successful at it, then he will change the quality of your prayer. Now, how does he do that? He will say statements like these to you. You know, when you're praying continually for certain things, he will whisper these lies to you saying, is God deaf that you have to pray for so many times? Is God deaf that you have to repeat the same statement so many times? He understands. He hears. Why do you have to pray? Have you ever heard that whispered in your ears? He has done that to me so many times. Sometimes, you know, we think to ourselves that God is all-knowing. He knows what I need. Why do I have to pray? Now, He is an all-knowing God. Nothing is hidden from Him. He knows what I need. Why do I have to pray. The enemy puts these lies into our hearts saying, why do you have to pray? Just, just pray a simple prayer. Just pray the Lord's prayer. It's so powerful. Heaven's door will be open to you. 
he will trick us into changing our prayer life he will make us go from a devoted prayer life back to a simple prayer life another lie that the enemy will tell us is that instead of spending so much time in prayer you could spend on working on something you could spend time in studying at least you'll complete some of your pending work have you ever heard that one he'll say just why do you have to pray for so long why do you have to read the bible just finish your work and then you'll have a lot of time to read the bible and so what happens by the time you finish our work we are so exhausted and tired we just want to sleep and prayer is never there in our schedule and another lie that he tells us is this maybe god is not happy with you that is why you are not receiving any answers from god maybe god is not happy with you maybe you've done a mistake that is too big for the lord to forgive god is not happy with you the enemy tells us these lies to change the quality of our prayer he wants us to go from from a devoted prayer to a simple prayer he wants to downgrade our prayer life so that we are never persistent see jesus himself gives this principle saying pray and do not give up that's the principle that jesus gives now if he gives then we have to follow with all our heart but what the enemy tries to tell us is that listen god is not deaf he will understand in one way in just one time if you tell him he's going to understand why do you have to pray for so many times he will trick us into believing that persistent prayer is not needed is not needed but the bible tells us be devoted in prayer that means we have to be persistent at it if we are praying for something pray until you find an answer if you're praying for something pray until you find a solution if you're praying for a problem pray until the word for it comes through don't stop until then because the more you are persistent the more you will understand the heart of god the more you are persistent the more you will understand the will of god the more you'll understand his will when when god called me to mangalore um i heard this word mangalore in my ears i saw a beach with people worshiping the lord and then i prayed and asked god what is this and god said this is mangalore the moment i heard that i i broke down crying because i know god has called me to this place but then i wanted to make sure that if this is the right thing i heard because the enemy will also speak to us like that he will also guide us the way god guides us and so it is very important for us to be in prayer and in the following weeks you know god led me to fast and pray the more i fasted and prayed the more i sat in prayer god's will became clear to me it became clear to me and when it became clear to me i was able to tell my parents clearly saying i want to do this i want to go to this place that's what persistent prayer does it reveals what god wants you to do but if you're not persistent in prayer do you know what happens you will always be confused you will try one thing and then you'll be confused oh is this really god's will then you'll go try something else and then you'll be confused again is this really god's will and then you'll go try something else is this really god's will your life will be like a like the one that's tossed in the wind if something blows from the east to west you will also go along with that but god wants us to be rooted in him 
to be grounded in him and it all begins with being devoted in prayer you see the greatest example of prayer that we see in the bible is the life of jesus he prayed he fasted and prayed he spent time with the father when all the disciples were sleeping he gets up goes out to pray because he wanted to be one with the father in his humanity he wanted to know what the father was doing and if we can have such a persistent such a devoted prayer life i can tell you this the enemy cannot shake us apart many times the enemy speaks so much lies into our life that we believe it's a truth and the way he whispers to us seems and even sounds like the truth and so we try something that and uh, try one thing and we never succeed at that and then we think to ourselves maybe i'm meant to be a failure and we waste our time there but i can tell you brothers and sisters if you can learn to be persistent in prayer if you can learn to be devoted in prayer if you can just pray until you get the answer until you find the solution you will experience the goodness of god you will always walk in the will of god you'll always walk in the will of god the enemy always tries to change the quality of your prayer life but make sure that your life is always devoted to prayer because when you're devoted to prayer no matter how tired you are you'll make sure you wake up in the morning and pray when you're devoted to prayer no matter how busy you are you will cancel your appointments to sit in prayer when you're devoted to prayer prayer will be your priority we see a great example of a persistent prayer if we turn our bibles to acts chapter 12 verse 4 to 7 we see the story of peter Herod arrests Peter puts him in the jail turn with me to acts chapter 12 verse 4 to 7 acts chapter 12 verse 4 are you with me are you getting it being devoted to prayer acts chapter 12 verse 4 now here's what happens james the brother of john was already killed by herod and herod goes on to kill peter because the more he kills the disciples of Jesus he seems to gain favor with the Jews so if you read verse 4 it says like this after arresting him he put him in prison handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each now tell me how many soldiers were there to guard one person four squads of four each four into four is 16 it's simple simple mathematics we see here to put one man into prison to guard him there was there was 16 people 16 people now is there any way for peter to ex- escape absolutely not these were trained roman soldiers they know how to guard a person now in this situation what happens is the church is earnestly praying to god verse 5 says like this so peter was kept in prison but the church was earnestly What is the, what does it say earnestly they didn't simply pray they prayed waiting for god to do something they prayed earnestly to god saying god release peter from prison verse 5 says like this the church was earnestly praying to god let's jump to verse 7 because something miraculous happens there suddenly an angel of the lord appeared and a light shone in the cell he stuck peter on the side and woke him up quick get up he said and the chains fell off peter's wrists and the chains what what happened to those chains it just fell off now who was more powerful 
16 soldiers or prayer? You see the contrast that happens here. What's more powerful? Herod sends 16 soldiers to arrest one man. But what does the church do? They pray. Herod's weapon was his army, his soldiers. But the church's weapon was prayer. That's what the Bible clearly says. For our weapons are not carnal. It is not fleshly. But our weapons demolish strongholds. The church earnestly prays. God answers that prayer. An angel of the Lord comes to him and says, Quick, get up. And Peter gets up and the chain falls off his wrist. You see the power of prayer there? You see the power of an earnest, persistent prayer. You see, if we simply put this into practice, if we pray for certain things until we find an answer, pray till we get an answer, I tell you, our prayer life will be much more glorious. The reason we are unable to decide on one thing is because maybe our prayer life is not devoted. Maybe we just have the simple prayer, Lord bless the food, Lord bless me, Lord protect me. But God says, go beyond that. I want you to pray and not give up. I want you to be persistent. I want you to pray till you get an answer. I want you to seek after me till you find what you have to do. The gods of Herod do not have any power to stand against the power of a devoted prayer. Because I tell you, devoted prayer will break chains, remove shackles and set people free. Derek Prince writes like this saying, prayer is an intercontinental ballistic missile. You launch it from one continent, it'll reach another continent. Prayer is the greatest weapon that we have. And in the last Bible study, we saw prayer is a weapon of offense. The armor of God that we see in Ephesians chapter 6 is a weapon of defense. It defends us. But prayer can break and demolish strongholds. And we see when the church prayed, what happens to Peter? The angel of the Lord comes. Ask him to get up. And when Peter gets up, the chains fall off. That's the power of a persistent prayer. I want you to remember this. If you can pray the same way, if you can seek the Lord, knock heaven's door until, until you get an answer, I tell you, you will find solution to everything that you're going through in your life. I want you to remember this, church. God wants you to be devoted in prayer. No matter how busy you are, you have to set a time for prayer. You should be persistent, knocking heaven's door, praying earnestly. You shouldn't stop until you get an answer. Because Jesus himself said like this, pray and do not give up. Pray and do not give up.